Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the show. I got another Friday morning solo sode for you. And today we're talking about the art, science, and psychology of decision making, in particular a law called Parkinson's Law of Triviality. Now, if you're anything like me, you have a really relatively easy time making big decisions, but you can agonize over smaller ones. So let me give you an example. I've got almost no problem buying things that are over $1,000. So I've got a weight rig in my garage, regularly go to expensive conferences, uh, fly out of town, regularly spend money on mastermind groups and coaching, right? All of those things are easy. What I have a hard time with is justifying purchases in the range of like 15 to $50. So I'll put <laughs> I'll put a book, for example, in my Amazon cart, and it'll sit there for three days waiting to see maybe the, the price will tick down uh, and I'll be able to get it for a couple of dollars cheaper. This is known as Parkinson's Law of Triviality, and we're going to get into it today. Welcome to Time Freedom for Lawyers, where the goal is to become less busy, make more money, and spend more time doing what you want instead of what you have to. Bringing together guests from all walks of life who are living a life of their own design and sharing actionable tips for how you too can live the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host, Brian Glass. So you're probably already familiar with one of Parkinson's other laws, which is that work expands to fill the time that you've allotted for it. That is, if you give yourself an hour to do a 30-minute task, it's probably going to take you the full hour to complete the task. You may not know that he's got a a lesser-known law called the law of triviality, which is his argument that people in an organization, and this trickles down to individual life, but the argument was people in an organization commonly or typically give disproportionate weight to trivial issues. So who's Parkinson? So Parkinson is a British naval historian and author who has written some 60 books. After retiring from the Navy, he kind of got in with The Economist, and he'd he'd written a number of um, articles for The Economist, including the one that had Parkinson's Law, that work tends to swell to fit the amount of time that you've allotted for it. Most of his work is satirical, and as with all satire, there's a whole lot of truth in there. Parkinson's Law of Triviality comes from a satirical work that he did where he talks about um, a group who's charged with doing three things. They have to approve a budget and a plan for a $10 million nuclear power plant. They have to approve a budget and a plan for a $400 bike shed and they, for the employees of the power plant. And then they've got to approve a plan for allotting $20 for employee snacks to each of the employees. And what he says is, well, let's take a look at the amount of time that the group and the organization spends – um, on each of those three issues and kind of rank them in order of importance and then in time spent. And he says, if you give a group three tasks like that, what they're going to do is they're going to spend almost no time on the $10 million power plant. Why? Well, because it's a really complex issue. Few of the people in the group are likely to understand it. Even less of them are likely to be comfortable discussing it, noting objections and offering criticisms. And you just aren't likely to have a robust discussion. And so as a result, the power plant's going to get approved really quickly. But then what happens as we get down to the smaller couple of articles is that everybody's got an opinion. Everybody in the room wants to feel as though they've contributed to the meeting. And so you're likely to get a lot of opinions about what the bike shed should be made out of, where it should go, and what color it should be. And then wait and see what happens when you get down to the $20 that we've allotted for snacks for everybody who's working at the plant. Everybody's got an opinion. Nobody wants to have their favorite snack left out, and everybody wants to feel like they've contributed to 
uh, making this a great place for to work. And so as we've looked at these three things, like we spend almost no time on the very large things, but because the people in the room want to feel as though they've had a contribution to the conversation, we spend a disproportionate amount of time on the $20 items. And I've seen this play out time and time again in my firm. So like marketing campaigns and ideas can get hatched in about 30 seconds. Um, the big stuff, and because we don't have a robust discussion about it, but damn it, if you send around a piece of copy to three or four people, everybody's going to have some input on something that needs to be changed. Does it make the copy better at the end of the day? Yeah, probably. But is it really worth having four people look at that thing and edit it and send back edits to the other three people that looked at it so that they can make edits and circulate it again? No, of course it doesn't. It doesn't make it that much better at all. But because you're on an email chain, you feel like you have to have some kind of a contribution. And so then what happens at the end of that process is the four people have spent a total of eight human hours going back and forth over a one and a half page piece of copy. And we've ignored the fact that we have a $15,000 a month spend going on, you know, over in a corner that nobody's paying attention to. Why? Because it's a big problem and it takes a lot of work to solve and it's easy and it feels better to solve the small problems. It's really almost the same thing if you're a personal injury lawyer where you notice that your smallest cases are the most time-intensive ones. Why? Because the client doesn't have bigger problems to be worrying about, and so they have their hands in, you know, am I going to get $5,400 or $5,600 at the end of the case? While almost every single time I have a client with a half-million-dollar case, they really could care less about what I'm doing because they trust me to be doing a good job in the case, and they have bigger fish to fry than worrying about where the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed in their demand letters. And so what's the net effect? Things happen faster in half million dollar cases sometimes than they do in $10,000 cases. Okay. So what do we do if we acknowledge that Parkinson's law of triviality is a thing and we want to do something about it? Well, a couple of suggestions for you. Number one, if you're discussing any big issue, make the entire meeting about that issue. Don't put trivial things on the agenda because what's going to happen if you have 10 things on the agenda, one of them is really big, but nine are really small. The group is going to gravitate towards those nine things because they're going to want to feel like they got something done or a higher quantity of things done during the course of that meeting. It's hard to focus on the one big thing when there's kind of easy check the box, get a dopamine hit issues somewhere on that list. So the number one thing would be like if you have a big issue to be decided, have a meeting dedicated solely to that issue and don't talk about anything else. Number two is that the larger the issue, really the fewer people should be in that meeting. You want to get to a point where you're having meetings about important things only with people who are subject matter experts in those important things. Not everybody who's on the partnership committee, not everybody who's on the leadership team needs to have a hand in deciding every issue. This is where larger firms struggle. Firms that have, you know, 15 lawyers and seven of them are partners, they have a really hard time making decisions because the partners all want to have a hand in making the big decision. And as we've seen, when everybody wants to have a hand in making a big decision, either it happens really fast without any thought about it, or it doesn't happen at all because everybody wants to have their opinion heard and nobody trusts the other ones to drive the vision of the firm and to move it forward and onto bigger and better things. And this also is where it's really helpful to have in your organization clearly defined roles in terms of who can and can't make decisions about certain things and who's accountable for it if that decision goes south. Last thing you want to have is a committee full of seven people who are making a decision, make the wrong decision, then and then everybody's got an opinion about, you know, who's to blame about that decision. It's, it's far better, in my view, to have one or two people who made the decision, who are accountable to the decision, and then who wear it when 
you know, it, when and if things go south and who get credit for it when and if things go really well. I think the reality is that except when it comes to individual client cases, the vast majority of what we're doing is reversible. Like if you make a wrong decision, you can come back and undo it at some point in the future. And so far better to have made any decision and moved on than to have struggled to make the right one. I mean, what happens to squirrels when they get stuck in the middle of the road and the car's coming? Like that's how they get flattened, right? So that's Parkinson's law of triviality. The more important something is, the less time we often give it as individuals and as organizations when we're making decisions about it. Can't really avoid it, but now that you're aware of it, hopefully it helps you make some better decisions and make them faster. Good luck out there. Hey guys, if this kind of stuff resonates with you and you want to hear more from me and my friends, please subscribe. It would be also really helpful if you would leave us a rating and a review wherever you're listening to podcasts. Thanks a lot and I'll see you next time.